Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. It is uh, 10.07. 10.07. Glad to have you on board. So, apparently, right after I went on vacation, CBS, um, well, they, they, they did an investigation. And, oh, my God. Wait till you hear this. CBS News has obtained its data, not through a third party or political operative, but directly from the source who told us they provided it to the FBI under subpoena. And we commissioned an independent forensic review to determine its authenticity. Senior investigative correspondent Catherine Harris joins us now with what we've found. Catherine, I'm very interested. Good morning. Good morning, Tony. These House Republican investigations are coming, and that could be a challenge for the White House as we head into 2023 and 2024. The laptop data we had analyzed showed no evidence it was faked or tampered with. Oh, my God. Brian, did you hear that? I'm totally shocked. I am stunned. The next thing you know, they're going to tell us the world's not flat. I know. CBS is uh, really, I mean, they're cutting edge here. They are. I yeah. mean, they're on top of all the news all the time. You know what? Within two short years, they uncovered the truth. Wow, man. Oh, man. I am so impressed by their news gatherings. Isn't Catherine Heritage, Catherine Heritage, didn't she work at Fox News? I think she did, yes. Uh huh. So they had to go to get a Fox News reporter. (laughs) Yeah. Imagine that. Imagine that. Oh, well, oh. we have some audio from like two years ago. Would you like to hear that? This is, can, we, uh, can we play some? CBS's Les- Leslie Stahl on 60 Minutes. Yes. It's just, I think it's one of the biggest scandals I've ever seen, and you don't cover it. Biggest you want to talk about... Well, because it can't be verified. You want to talk I'm about insignificant you. things. I'm telling you. Of course it can be verified. Excuse we, me. We they found the laptop. Leslie, Leslie. can't be verified. What can't be verified? The laptop. Why do you say that? Because Even the family hasn't... The family on the laptop, he's gone into hiding. For five days, he's gone into hiding. He's preparing for your debate. Oh, it's taken him five days to prepare? I doubt it. I doubt it. Okay. All right. Unbelievable. <laughs> That was two years ago, and now yeah. CBS finally completed their investigation. Well, like, you yeah, know, these things take real. time. They do, yeah. You don't want to rush it, you know. Uh, they, you know, a, a year plus, a year and a half, uh, they went after it and asked for a copy of it and, and got it. And don't forget, they got it straight from the from the computer store. Uh, <laughs> they didn't get that from some political organization. Oh, nay, nay, Perlene. It, it's the real McCoy. Have they no shame? Seriously. <laughs> I mean, they should be embarrassed, but they they have no self-awareness at all. Unbelievable. Boy, oh boy, CBS finally catching up. I'm so happy for them. Um, You know, why why don't Americans really know what's going on? Uh, Because they tune into places like CBS to get their news. Uh, The state of the economy... Um, it is really bizarre. Uh, I'm, I'm watching everything that's going on. I'm watching how the stock market is responding to news, the unemployment rate, uh, what the trends are. And it, it really scares me. Um, it scares me because I think we're about to burst uh, an, an economic bubble. And the administration is is doing a lot to make it happen. They're, you know, push out of trillions of dollars uh, as part of the inflation problem. Then they uh, 
convince uh, in corporate investors not to invest in uh, an oil drilling. Uh, they make uh, carbon or oil drilling uh, the the absolute worst. Uh, they vilify it at every turn. Then they're surprised that people aren't willing to go out and drill and, and uh, refine more oil. And when they don't do that, of course, and the supplies are limited, the price goes up, and then they blame oil for it. Uh, so now Robert uh, Kiyosaki uh, is uh, an author of uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And he says, many of you know that I don't invest in equities, bonds, ETS, or MFs. Please don't listen to what I'm going to say next. I would get out of paper assets. The world economy is not a market. I believe economy is the uh, I believe economy is the biggest bubble in world history. God have mercy on us all. He believes that uh, we're in trouble. We're in this bubble, uh, this inflationary bubble, and that it's going to it's going to burst. And when it does, we're going to be in big trouble. Economy dying, Fed incompetent. Next bailout, trillions in pensions. Hope fading. Bought more gold, silver, Bitcoin, gold uh, at 1700 Predict 3000 in a year. This is not a good sign. This economy is a mess. And it just keeps going getting worse if if we were to turn loose the resources of the united states let the marketplace invest in oil if that's what they want to do and then import or rather export and import whatever carbon resources that these corporations want to they could just by doing that, reduce inflation. And if the government quit hiring new people, creating money to pay them, if the government quit expanding and spending the way they are, along with that oil being produced, you would see inflation plummet, and you would see economies all around the world take off. You want to beat China? Here's how you do it. You give Americans a free market. You let them pay whatever wages they think are necessary to get the job done. You let them drill without federal interference. You let the marketplace loose and control spending at the same time. And the whole world is better off. The whole world is better off. It, you know what? It, it, China is shooting itself in the foot. China is shooting itself in the foot. There are, uh, you know, they're shutting down uh, major cities everywhere because of COVID. They're killing their own marketplace. And this is going to present a problem for us in terms of uh, the supplies that we need. And as long as China makes it difficult to get supplies, period then people are going to start getting products made domestically or in other countries outside of China, and that's going to hurt them economically. They are literally shooting themselves in the foot, and that's okay with me. That's okay with me. 
But we need to do our share. And we do have a bubble. We have created it by trusting the government to control the economy. We've trusted the government to control uh, inflation. And they're not capable of doing it. They're not capable. And yet, everybody seems to think we've got to have a Federal Reserve or we've got to have a, a federal government regulate banking. Uh, they want to regulate everything. Uh, and then you wonder why we're in the state we're in. It's big government. That's the problem. And we better wake up to it because it's not going to get any better. China is, uh, they're literally in revolt. Protests are, uh, across the country reveal deep anger and frustration at three years of lockdowns and social control. They're, they want uh, Chairman uh, Xi Jinping out of office. Can't, you just, you, you know, you just can't get away with this. Uh, and and not expect some uh, some repercussions, and they're suffering it now. They're trying to to shut down and take out any video of the protests. They actually think they can do that because they don't want it to spread. They don't want others to say, "Hey, if they're doing it, we can do it." I don't think they're going to succeed at that. They may crush the revolt. They may, they certainly are ruthless enough, but it's going to hurt them. It's going to hurt them. Uh, 874-9390-800-529-5572. There is a challenge to the Affordable Care Act. We'll uh, we'll talk about that. We'll get it in uh, sometime in the next segment. Then we have the rail strike. We've got tons more coming up. It's the Gary Nolan Show on the Zimmer Radio Network. 20 minutes after 10. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. The rail strike, um, the Affordable Care Act being challenged. Uh, we've talked about uh, gun control and uh, the economy. Uh, by the way, uh, Casey, thank you for the kind message. I appreciate it. 874-9390. The toll-free number is 800-529-5572. On China. Tony is on uh, from Fordland. Tony, welcome. How are you? I am good. I uh, hope you had a good Thanksgiving. I um, did. Thank you. Saturday, we were having Thanksgiving dinner because everyone had messed up schedules Thursday. So we're sitting around the table, and I've got a young niece, college, completely brainwashed into the uh, left, left, left of left of left, thinks that Joe Biden's a center moderate. And Anyway, so we're sitting at the table, and she's talking about how terrible it is in China and the protesters and the government so mean and that they could just become a free country. And I stopped her right there. What did you say? She says, well, they just need their freedom. No, they do not. Number one, America needs to stop talking about spreading freedom and democracy. I want you to imagine after Nixon went there in 72 and they became the manufacturing powerhouse they are now. Can you imagine if they flipped from communist to a capitalist society or even a semi-socialist society? How many problems that would bring on the United States? How far our, our economy would nosedive? I do not want capitalism for China and I'm about tired of people saying, oh, it'd be great if all these communist nations fell. No. No, no, no. Cuba needs to stay the way it is. China needs to stay the way it is. North Korea needs to stay the way it is. 
opening these gigantic markets where they can interfere or participate and drain out our what's left of our monopoly, I think is the way it should be. I don't want China to become capitalism. Where is my opinion wrong on this? Because everyone at the table turned on me when I said that. How could you want people to live in communism? I don't care about China. I just don't want them interfering in my economy. So I'll just quietly listen as you explain uh, where I was right and wrong on that one. Oh, uh, you're 100% wrong. Oh, okay. Yeah, you want free markets everywhere, including here. And you compete, and that's how you get the best products and the best prices and the best service. You want free markets. If we had free markets, people wouldn't pay the shipping costs of sending things all the way to China. You'd, you'd manufacture here. That's you want two billion more manufacturers in China, though. <laughs> so what? So Wouldn't what? that drown out what's left of our manufacturing base here? Uh, no, our manufacturing base here is... We're perfectly capable of manufacturing everything that we need and want. The object uh, that is in the way here of more productivity is the government. They're the ones that are a problem. The government, not the free market. Give us a free market China? and I'll put United States up against any country in the world, including communist China. And even if you they're free, I think we'll, we'd beat them. You don't see any repercussions of having, if China opened up tomorrow and all their manufacturing, they were paying their people and everything was hunky-dory like it is here, you don't think that that would drain down our system somehow? No, I think that would make us sharper. I think that would make us smarter. I think we would find new ways constantly to beat them. Would you suggest that we shut down Ford uh, and Chrysler so that General Motors could succeed? Can you imagine what would happen if they had a, two other manufacturers of automobiles? I just, I don't know. I'm thinking if, if they opened up China tomorrow, the, the, the people here that complain about... Uh, 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 high cost of products that we would, uh, our companies would start manufacturing there and drain it down here. But that's just, maybe I'm looking at it too simplistically. Now, you got to have a free market here to compete with a free market anywhere. Well, we've got a freer market than they do. We don't have a free market, but. Yeah, well. Okay. Well, I guess I'm wrong then. <laughs> all right, Tony, appreciate it. Thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Look, competition sharpens everybody. The threat of competition sharpens everybody. So if, you know, if the United States had a true free market, we didn't have government control of everything from uh, what you could build to where you could build it to how much you pay people and what benefits you have to give them. We had a true free market and China had a true free market. We'd be able to compete. Absolutely. And it would be good because prices would come down, quality would go up. Uh, it, would be, it would be a benefit to all of us. But we don't have a free market. We just keep moving constantly to the left. That's all we ever do. How often have you seen us move to the right? You get an occasional tax cut, but not a spending cut. And, and that's about as far to the right as we've moved and they're always reversed, by the way. The tax cuts always get reversed. In my lifetime, I watched Ronald Reagan uh, slice and dice the tax system 
uh, to create one of the strongest economies the country has ever had. And then Bush came in right after and started raising taxes. And the next thing you know, we're, you know, we're heading right back to where we started. We, we keep shooting ourselves in the foot. We can compete with anybody. And we can beat anybody. But you got to untie our hands. You got to let American innovation flourish. You got to let that rugged individualism that the left seem to think is somehow offensive. You have to let it go. You have to let them do what they have to to survive. You know, it, it just because uh, China and the United States are competing doesn't doesn't mean that the United States loses. You've got, you know, two powerhouse economies if they were both free. In fact, in China right now, they're using slave labor in many cases, making it more of a challenge. If they had a free market and had to pay their people what they're worth, well, things would change. Prices would go up, plus the cost of shipping. We need freedom. That's how we succeed. And then we can beat anybody. 874-9390, toll-free numbers 800-529-5572. Uh, even if the Chinese people could uh, get, get what? Get the burrito out on the Internet abroad? The platforms uh, being in the pocket of the left. I think you meant the video. Get the video out on the Internet. Um, would control... You know, what China's doing is not a hell of a lot different than what mainstream media did with a, with the Biden laptop. China doesn't want the video of all the protesters being circulated, so they're trying to block it. Well, that's kind of what mainstream media did for Biden. But it's it's gotten out there and it will. You just can't keep that kind of a lie hidden for very long. Uh, all right, the railroad strike, that's coming up. I, I knew that Biden would try to get some kind of a deal to get through the election. Any kind of a deal at all. Just, whoa, hold your horses. Just slow it down until we get past the November election. Because he didn't want to offend his union uh, supporters. And at the same time, he didn't want the country to go into, you know, a recession. Because it'll cost us billions and billions of dollars and hundreds of thousands if not millions of jobs if the railroads actually go on strike so he was between a rock and a hard place he couldn't solve the problem so what he did is he got his union friends to delay the problem get him past the november elections which he successfully did but now well they're in trouble again Democrats and Republicans are both saying to the unions, we're not going to let you go on strike. Isn't the problem here the unions? You know, I just got through talking about how free markets make us all better. Do unions give us a free market? I would argue not. I would argue that in, in for instance, this case, they're hurting in fact, I think unions almost always do. We'll chat, we'll chat about that next on the Gary Nolan Show. The Zimmer Radio Network.
This is the Gary Nolan Show. It is 1035 Gary Nolan Show, Zimmer Radio Network. By the way, uh, and I do this uh, solely to put your mind at ease, the World Health Organization has decided to rename monkeypox mpox. So if you are afflicted with this, you no longer have to say you have monkeypox. Now, doesn't that make us a healthier country? Huh? <laughs> it's just mpox, Brian. Um, okay, good. In the future, yes. And, you know, when they first came out with that, I was kind of offended because, you know, that, you know, just the term associates a virus with, you know, a person. And no, no, actually, it, it's uh, Cheetah uh, is uh, feeling better about this. <laughs> cheetah is really uh, feeling much better knowing that uh, there isn't a disease uh, named after him. That's For, true, yeah. Now, there are a lot of young people who probably don't know who Cheetah is. I, I probably should explain that joke. Uh, it, it, go look up the old Tarzan movies. Uh, the monkey that was Tarzan's, what would you call him, protege? Uh-huh. Was uh, called Cheetah. Just so you know. Thought I would have to. Thank you that for out. that. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, monkey pox, M pox. Much better. I feel healthier already. All right. To the phones we go on the railroad strike. Philip, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you? Very well. How are you today, Gary? I am well, thank you. Just give you a little insight. I just retired from the railroad less than six months ago. Served 41 years with them third-generation railroader. So when they're talking about the railroad strike, there's a whole lot of stuff. Even Bart, Maria Bartiroma doesn't cover on Fox, and I watch her every morning, that they just think it's over money, and it's not over money. Days off. It's over, it's over the and working conditions, the amount of days we can get off just to go to the doctor, take our kids to the doctor, be off sick without having to lose pay. They changed everything on the COVID or the Wundan Wees, as we call it. When uh, they went in there and first they said, well, you have to be off two weeks being sick before you can draw any sick benefits because we're not going to pay you. And by the time you get two weeks off, not paid, then you're ready to go back to work if you can get through their red tape to get back to work. So you lost two to four weeks of pay. But we had no sick days. All we had was our vacation or one person or one to two personal days. And that's all we had. Well, let me ask you something. If it was so miserable, why did you work there for so many years? Well, I'll put it this way. It was a whole lot better. I was farming at the time. Dad was a railroader. Grandpa was a railroader, so on and so forth. We farmed at the same time. It had good benefits. We looked at the benefits. And our insurance is what we looked at. And sometimes you have to put up with a bunch of crap to make a living to take care of your family. And that's just what work is. Yeah, and that's so, just what it is. But if it was so miserable, mm -hmm. why would you stay? Why wouldn't you? Well, you'd no find place. somebody. There was, well, there was I no would place see, else in our area to find as good a job with as good a benefits at the time. Yeah, but you it, went and you did you you did the work. You did what was asked of you, and that's what you did, and that's what work was. Yeah, but here's here's my point. Somewhere well, along the line, it apparently changed for you, and it was not a good job in your opinion. Apparently, so you could have working working conditions. Let's try working conditions. Yeah, all right. So you didn't like the working conditions. If I didn't mm -hmm. like the working conditions where I was at, I'd go find another job somewhere. 
but you didn't. You stayed, so the working conditions weren't so horrible. You just weren't as happy with them as you'd like. That's quite true. Yeah, I guess you could say that. Yeah, I'll go that route with you. Sure, sure. In the same in the same respect, there was when you quit a job. Sometimes, even though you're going to go for maybe you're going for something better, but when you quit a job, that means you gave up on it. I wasn't raised to give up on anything. I was raised to keep hammering at it until I got to where I wanted to be. If you want to change, you know, if mm -hmm. here's here's the thing. Um, I was yeah. born and raised in Cleveland. My whole family is up there. Uh, yeah. And I miss my family. I really do. But I am, you know, I'm, I moved to Missouri because that's where the work was. And I'm thrilled with the, you know, with where I'm at. But I had to make sacrifices. I had to give up seeing my sister, uh, you know, a couple times a week uh, and my cousins. I, I had to give up uh, all the things that I grew up with to be here. But uh, those are the sacrifices I made to move my career forward. So if you're working for a, an employer that isn't providing the things you need, you got to move. You got to go wherever you have to go. That's right. You're uh, right. And but, in the same respect, I did the same thing. I was... I was making concessions. I didn't get to go say I didn't get to go to the kids' birthdays when I needed to and things like that. Or I missed ball games or I just had to take a goose egg and take the kids to the doctor or whatever. I, I, I went ahead and did those things too, but I didn't move. I just stayed with it. Yeah, well, if perhaps if enough of you were offended enough by the work conditions and moved on, the railroad would have said, well, gee, in order for us to survive and stop this tumult in the market for labor, we maybe have to change things. But instead, you, now, everybody stayed. And there's no point in changing as long as we can get you to stay. Yeah. Now, what they do is they just hire contractors, and that's what it's done. I mean, up at the shop where I was at, there's a row of hard hats of fellows that have retired since 2002. There's about 58 hard hats up there hanging up on the railing of men that retired and six have been added to that role since the retirement started. Now you get rid of 58 men and add six, you can kind of see where things are going there. Well, then the, then they're going to have an awakening, aren't they? Yeah, they just hire more contractors. Well, if if the contractor can do the job as well as the employee and at less money, can you blame them? Well, see, the contractor doesn't have to abide by the railroad's operating rules as much as the employee has to much has to abide by the railroad's operating rules. Because if the employee does not follow the rules, he's brought up on an investigation, he's taken out of service for so many days, and then ultimately he's either put back to work or he's fired, one or the other. The, Why didn't you go to work for one of the private contractors? Because they didn't pay near what they was paying at the railroad, nor did they have the retirement, nor did they have the health insurance and benefits. So you made a choice. You could have yeah, gone to work yeah. with somebody who would have uh, would have let you make those, uh, you know, uh, take those days off that you wanted. But you'd have had to get paid a little less, and you wouldn't make that change. I I think you know the the railroads doing the right thing. Hire the outside okay, contractor. Well, that Okay, that's your opinion, and I appreciate it, and I, I observe it. That's fine. That's fine. I, I guess you have to really be brought up in it and raised up in it and work it to 
understand what I'm trying to convey here. But I understand. That's, that's, I really do. A, I understand okay. what you're okay. saying, Philip. They're, they're not treating you the way perhaps they should treat you. And you're upset about it, and so are the other workers. And so their solution is to shut everything down. In my mind, in the free market, you don't have that power. What you do is you say, you know what, this is a lot of Bravo Sierra, and I'm not putting up with it. You want to run the railroad that way? Go ahead. I'm out of here. And that's what makes them change. But it takes some yes. testicular fortitude to walk away. I, yes, and we have seen a number a number of supervisors that were company men that had gone in, and they had anywhere from seven to eight, maybe to ten years, and they up and quit the railroad and went to work for other contractors, like you suggested, in in whatever engineering or whatever firm or whatever uh, education they had, and that's where they went to, and went on, and they did, they did all right and things of that nature. But after you get ten or twelve years in with the railroad, since you're going to draw a since you're going to draw a railroad retirement pension, after you get ten or twelve in, you're pretty well you're pretty well there for the long haul. You know, it wasn't like we didn't know what we was getting into when we hired on. That's not the case at all. We knew we knew the bad hours and the bad conditions and having to travel hundreds of miles to get to our work and then back and missing things. We all knew that when we went in. I mean, we didn't go into it blind, mind you. Well, we knew then, that, that. then that tells that, me we, that tells me the, the railroad is doing what they have to and what they can do and that people blindly went along and you know, that's that's the way the world turns. Uh, I hope yes, that yes, I hope like that so they so. come up with a good compromise and that everybody oh, is too. happy. I do too. I do too, but there's just so many, you know, little things that there's people don't understand about the railroad because it's it's its own little entity. I mean, since the railroad was brought up with the army mentality right after the Civil War, they have ran it just like that. Yeah, and, and, and people and, went, and, people like your grandfather and, and your father and you said, I'm still going to go to work for him. I, I was going to say, Dad, Dad was a Marine, that's a fact, and so on and so forth. And so that's, you say yes, sir, and do your orders, and that's the way it was. All right. Philip, thank that you for the call. Day. Yes, sir. Appreciate yes, it, buddy. Take care. Yes. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. You know, it's a free market. The, the problem, frankly, is the unions. I'll, I'll get back to that in just a moment. Gary Nolan Show, Zimmer Radio Network. It is uh, 1051. Glad to have you with us. Columbia City Council uh, turned down this fuses thing. I, I got to tell you, this is just this is, a, this is just silly. Anyway, we'll we'll talk about that in the next hour when we're on just in Columbia, uh, and we'll do that with uh, the news god Brian Houseworth. But this. There was also uh, this sort of tay-to-tay with the uh, police chief that I don't understand. We'll get into it the next hour uh, and, and uh, kind of kick this around a bit. Uh, 874-9390-800-529-5572. A key element of the Affordable Care Act, according to the Wall Street Journal, hangs in the balance as a federal lawsuit in Texas is challenging the law's requirement that most insurers cover an array of preventative health services that range from screenings for depression to mammograms. A district court judge ruled in September that the way a federal task force determines which services are covered is unconstitutional 
uh, and said that the uh, health insurance requirement for HIV prevention medications violated a company's religious freedom. We'll see if we can get um, a little more detail for that in the next hour of the program. In the meantime, unions. Unions should be, and I've said this before, purely voluntary. Here's what we offer. We're, we, are the, we are the railroad union, the auto union, the whatever union. And if you give us a couple of bucks out of your pay every month or out of every paycheck, we will provide you with blah, you know, uh, better health insurance or uh, a retirement program or something along those lines. And we will represent you in negotiations provided your employer is willing. That's how unions should operate. That's, that's what they should be doing. They should not have the power to shut down an entire industry or an entire corporation. And that's, you know, part of uh, the problem that we're facing right now as far as the economy is concerned. There is a great deal of concern that they, might, uh, they may vote to go on strike right around Christmas time. It, which would really put the hammer on the uh, on the economy, but they shouldn't have that power, and people should be making choices in their best interest. This is the best job I can get. These are the skills that I have. This is the the most money I can make. These are the sacrifices I have to make. I'm going to take this job. Or you say, you know what, um, I don't like what they're doing. I don't want to work there. They treat their people badly. I'll go find another job somewhere else. That's how the world works. The world doesn't cater to labor. Labor caters to the employer. And that's not to say that they're powerless. Even without unions, they've got power. If an employer treats their employees badly, their employees will leave. They'll go somewhere else. And in a true free market, it would happen a lot more than it does. One of the most expensive things, <clears throat> pardon me, for an employer is training. Bring a new employee on, you got to teach them how to be safe, how not to get in trouble what they can and can't do, uh, it's very, it's an expensive, I don't care, even if it's a salesperson, this is the way we close, this is how we teach our salespeople, this is what we want you to do, it's expensive, it's a big investment, and if an employer isn't treating his employees well, then they'll leave, and they'll have to keep making that investment, that costs them money, or They'll have a bunch of unhappy, not particularly productive employees. And that is going to make them less profitable. The marketplace does these things. It may take a while. It may not work as quickly as you'd like. But that's how it works in a free market. And we don't have it. We've got government uh, mandating employers deal with unions. Um, it, it's just, it's, it, it just isn't free. 874-9390, toll free, 800-529-5572.
Let me see. You can go to GaryNolan.com and send me a message, and it will pop up in studio. Uh, Jared, it's amazing how these unions convince their members. Unions are the best thing in the world, and they defend them till death when uh, truly they use and abuse the workers and steal their money. Uh, let's see. All right, I got a piece here. Okay, that's uh, another message on a, a topic that we're going to cover in the next hour. Janice, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you? Is this for Janice? Yes. Okay, I wanted to say that I have a friend who lives by New York, a woman who was a conductor, drove for Amtrak trains for years, and she told me that <clears throat> she made $100,000 a year, so... Why should I cry about this guy? He didn't even mention how much he makes a year. I want him to call back and say how much he made for a year for hauling whatever he hauled around, uh, you know, or whatever was on the trains. I mean, and uh, like if you're in construction like my husband, maybe you only get one week off, sick, you know, five paid days off sick for the whole year. So I would like him to also call back and say, I mean, he said a lot of, pertinent information, but I would also like him to call back and say if he had any sick days off a year, because most construction workers don't. They j if they're sick, they the hopefully most of the bosses are probably kind and let you off, but you don't get paid. Yeah, my father was in construction, and that's the way it worked. Yeah, so I would like him to say if he got any paid days off. Like I don't know, you know, maybe they do get like just five days off or something, but it's better than nothing. But I'm saying if he gets one hundred thousand dollars a year, if he has to drive a hundred miles to work or whatever. Other people have to do that. They drive. They drive a lot around Missouri. Yeah, they, the chances are, if it's a hundred miles away, uh, they ride the train. Uh, to wherever the job is. I'm not sure of that, but I, I would speculate that. Maybe uh, he lives out on a farm way out in the country or something, because I don't think my friend lived that far away from the Amtrak, you know, like had to drive 200 miles or something. Yeah. You know, All but right. I, I, I thought she made a lot of money, and she loved it. She was tra she got to travel around and all, but, uh, you know, when she had a child, she wanted to stay more close to home. Yeah, she might go back to it. I, I think there's a, a slight difference between Amtrak and uh, other uh, other train uh, companies. Mm -hmm. I, That's why I wanted to call back and say, like, what do you earn? Because if he earns a hundred thousand a year, <clears throat> he also said that they that a company can hire other people to come in for less pay, less uh, benefits. So you know, I don't right. think it, if even if they stop the, the union stops or whatever they stop, you know, working, probably the. Train company's probably going to hire these other people. Uh, it, it, the union laws would, uh, you know, the government involvement would prevent that. Janice, thank you uh, for uh, calling. Glad to have you in the Gary Nolan Show. Up against the clock. Yeah, they'd be called scabs. They'd be the, their lives would be in danger. This is the Gary Nolan Show.